Hi, this is Dino Tripotas from Whiskey Business. We're on a little bit of a holiday break, if you will, but we've got a lovely archived episode that you might have missed from early on in our whiskey business history. But a couple of other things, too, to remind you of. July 18th, Whiskey Business Podcast will present The Premise at the upfront stage at Shadowbox Live on July the 18th. The show starts at 8 p.m. Come watch two brilliant comedic performers be handed a premise that they've never heard or seen, have 20 minutes to write five minutes of stand-up material, and perform it in front of a live audience at Shadowbox Live. Also included in the evening will be great comedic guests and wonderful stand-up comedy performed as well. So get your tickets now while you can for July the 18th on the upfront stage at Shadowbox Live, starting at 8 p.m. Also, don't forget to join us at the Gateway Film Center for the Columbus Podcast Awards on August the 25th from 6 to 8 p.m. A fun for the whole family free event. Come and root on your favorite podcasts in Central Ohio and find out who will take the gold for best podcast overall. And maybe your favorite podcast in certain genres. Yes, Whiskey Business is nominated and we hope to do well. But despite that fact, whatever happens, we don't care. We just want you to come from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Gateway Film Center. If you want free tickets, all you have to do is go to ColumbusPodcastAwards.com and join in on the fun. Now, for the archived episode, the Hallmark Channel has no problem with Christmas in July, airing Christmas movies. So we thought we would dig deep into the archives and present to you an episode called Happy Christmaca with my friend John Osbeck, where we get into wonderful conversations about the memories of Christmas and the Hanukkah season, and of course, all of it coupled with uh, whiskey. Enjoy. <laughs> We are in it, are we not? Knee deep in the ho-ho of the holiday. Uh, deep in chestnuts roasting on someone's open fire. Jack Frost nipping on some sort of whiskey to keep himself warm, despite the name Jack Frost. Come on, he's cold. Online shopping at a record high. And yet I still can't get a parking spot at Target at 3 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. It's yet another winter, I wonder why I do this every year land. And the experts say we haven't reached our maximum stress levels yet for the holiday season. That'll be on December the 18th. That's what they've analyzed and figured out at the 18th of this month. And as a result of that stress, they say we will probably drink more to ease said stress. Experts, huh? How do I get that job, Dr. Survey? Drink more? Please. Catch up, people. And I would be remiss if I did not mention that as we record tonight's podcast on December the 12th, it's officially the start of Hanukkah, or what some of my more reformed Jewish friends call shitty gift night one. <laughs> Hanukkah admittedly gets lost in the shuffle of the holiday. But here's some fun facts. 10% of Americans say they celebrate the holiday. 
But since less than 3% of Americans are Jewish, that means there are literally tens of millions of non-Jews who get in on the action. Really? Lowenstein, Kaufman, Kaplan, Maloney? Maloney, give me that dreidel. I'm Dino Trapotis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And uh, oh man, let me get let me get our sponsors taken care of first before we get to the guest <laughs> bottle. The law offices of Saya and Pyatt. <laughs> located in Columbus, Delaware, Cleveland, and Mount Gilead. If you are in any kind of legal dilemma this holiday season or any time over the course of the year, you can contact them at splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com or call them at 614-444-3036 with 100 years of collective experience and a reputation for results. We thank them for being with us on Whiskey Business as we get to the tail end of this year <laughs> and only hope and pray that they'll stick with us in, <laughs> in 2018 after an outburst like that. Our guest bottle tonight. Oh, man, it's going to be a magical night. Our guest bottle is Pritchard's Tennessee Whiskey, not a bourbon, an actual straight uh, Tennessee whiskey. This one, my friends, I'm telling you, is uh, is chock full of fun stuff in it. Um, it's another whiskey with a lot going on. It's got some vanilla, nutmeg, cinnamon. Uh, at one point, you might even pick up some chocolate. It's got a nice long finish. It's very full. One of the secrets is that they actually mellow this whiskey while it's still sitting in the barrels. Just one of the couple of secrets that the uh, Pritchards have when they make their whiskey. So we'll we'll come back to it and, and see how uh, we are enjoying it. I like it, and I think our guest will like it. And my guest is a sort of a repeat guest. He was um, on us on an earlier podcast with two other actors, uh, John Osbeck is is with us, but he's not here as an actor tonight. He is here tonight. We are calling this episode "Happy Christmaka" <laughs> because <laughs> I celebrate Christmas, and you, you, my Jewish friend, you celebrate Hanukkah. I do, and it is the first night of Hanukkah. <laughs> what is the proper thing to say on the first night of of Hanukkah? What, what do you What do you say? This gift sucks. This gift sucks. <laughs> he started to chuckle. <laughs> is the, there's, there's eight. You're supposed to get eight eight gifts, right? Well, there's uh, well. To answer your first question, we it's happy Hanukkah. It's happy Hanukkah. It's happy Hanukkah. It's happy Hanukkah. That's oh, all that I seems. Say. That seems kind you of know. or Mary Mary Hanumus. Mary what? Hanumus. Mary Hanumus. And these are happy Christmaka. There's Mary Hanumus. Now, see, because in my house we do both. So my my wife's not Jewish. I see. So we do both, but uh, yeah. So, but to the eight, to the eight gifts, um, we never did the eight. Okay, because a new survey says that a surprising number of people say yes. Sixty-eight percent of people who celebrate Hanukkah say they get something on every single night. You are being shortchanged. 
<laughs> I got right out of the gate. No, oh, I'm these, I'm ultra reform. I guess I don't know what uh, the protocol was. What do, but what do you, you are reform, reform. Yeah, so I'm reform. What the what, what exactly does that that mean? <laughs> it means for for our audience who who may not understand the the difference. Uh, it means you show up on on Rosh Hashanah. And Yom Kippur, so that your rabbi knows, like you still go to temple at least once a once okay. a year. Okay, and that would be as opposed to being a, a, a strict Orthodox Jew, right? So th- those those are the two opposite ends, right? So right. you have Reformed it, Jew that's that's a liberal interpretation of Judaism, uh-huh. uh, and then you have the more um, conservative. Conservative is closer to Orthodox, closer to a the right hand side of the spectrum, and then Orthodox is. Okay, so reform, conservative, so there's something in right. the middle. Yeah. And yeah. what's in the middle? Conservative? Conservative would be in the kind of the middle ground. So you can kind of yeah. go either side. Yeah, if you're feeling a little more orthodoxy, a- you can slide back over there. <laughs> and if you're feeling a little, eh, you know, I want to go back over to the yeah. reform side a little yeah. bit, you kind of like, straddle. I think I'll have that BLT. You straddle, you know, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. I get it. That's cool. But a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of uh, conservative friends of mine, like they'll keep kosher. That uh, there's Some conservative uh, synagogues uh, still... Uh, have separation of men and women during services and so there's a lot of adherence in the in the conservative culture to to older traditions we try to do a a holiday installment last year for the holidays we actually had a psychologist on and we talked about the holiday blues yes a little bit so it was kind of a uh, it was it was a good podcast, but ended up. Uh, hey, I got a free session out of it. it was, was the was the final outcome of that? But I wanted to I wanted to uh, to do this for the holidays because uh, you know it, Christmas does monopolize the month of December. I mean, you know, it's 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 Black Friday sales for Christmas. It's it's Christmas music. It's it's Santa Claus. It's 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 Rudolph. It's the North Pole. It's you know, and, and and Hanukkah, you got your Adam Sandler and your Eight Crazy Days and the Hanukkah song and eh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. No, that's that was always the one song that we'd get like in uh, elementary school, or, right? Or or in junior high school, or I was, guess even still in high school now. There's like you know, the, in the choir concerts, there's always that one like. Right. <laughs> I guess and the now best way for to our say friends like, of the Jewish faith, we're going right. to perform the, the token dreidel, 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 the, the, the dreidel right. song. That's <laughs> like. Seriously, all these years, one song? No, well, you know, you, you couldn't come up with another song. <laughs> the other songs, they're What's all the other Hebrew. Song? It sounds like you're hacking uh, something uh, up yeah. every other other line. So, uh, no, that's the you know that that's it's it's a it's the Christmas season though, and I really think that Hanukkah is just uh, the Jewish kids' Christmas, and that's Hanukkah is not a big holiday. It's not a high holy day, as we call, like, as you rank the holidays in Judaism, right? It's not considered one of the high holy days. The high holy days would be really Yom Kippur and, and Rosh Hashanah. And I always remind you when those are coming up. Yes, you do. I, I do. I do. I do. It's like, you think I got a lot to atone for. I, well, I, I, had a, a I had a Jewish roommate in college. And as a result, I was very much aware of when the when the, when the high holidays would be and, and so forth and so on. You do have your certificate. I do. I, I do. I do have that certificate. We'll have to find that a little bit later in the podcast so I can show you. Um, I am a uh, what 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 am I? Am You're I, an honorary. I'm an, I'm a, well, I'm a, I'm a righteous Gentile. That's what it is. The, that's what I believe. Yes. This is what the certificate righteous. says. And you are my friend. Yes, I am. Oh, I am. Oh, I am. I am so righteous. <laughs> 
<laughs> but so yeah, Hanukkah is not it's not the high holy day, and I and I think because there was a holiday that fell around Christmas, that as Christmas, you know, and as Jews started to assimilate into uh, you know Christian culture and things like that, it just became well, we we need to come up with a gifts a gift giving holiday so that our kids, you know, don't feel slighted. And because it's not originally a gift giving holiday either. I mean, it's, it's oh, so that was tacked on. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So we just, like what? Like an addendum? And eh, maybe we should have some gifts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the did did Christmas really start out as a gift giving holiday though? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It did. <laughs> it did. Well, what were the, some the, of those early gifts? Well, I wonder. Uh, frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Hello, three we, wise men. Yeah, we just got oil that burned longer in the synagogue. Well, yeah. they could bless it. You know, that's uh, why the eight days. Is that why the eight days? Okay, so, uh, yeah, why eight days? How did that? So that the... Yes, let's let's learn Shall tonight, we? Shall we? we? Okay. Let, you know, I don't know if we're going to learn, but you're going to tell me what you think you know about Hanukkah, and I'll tell you what I think I know about Christmas. And anybody that's listening is going to go, those two are don't, idiots. Don't know what the hell they're talking they, about. They are, they are idiots. But it, I was going to say, maybe my interpretation, you're going to get some listener email finally. <laughs> so, uh, whatever in, happens, in the negative sense. We can, in the okay, negative sense. If we get into a jam, just say, yeah, happy Christmas. <laughs> okay, so uh, Hanukkah. How, I mean, so the, the, with, with the destruction of the temple um, by the Syrians. Uh-huh. Uh, what happened was in every synagogue there is what's called the eternal light, and it's basically a chalice. And in um, ancient times, it was lit by oil, but that oil had to be sanctified. It had to be blessed. And the the process of blessing the oil t- took eight days. Okay. So when the temple was destroyed, there wasn't enough oil, they thought, to last the full eight days for the uh, for the oil to be sanctified so that they could continue to keep this eternal light. It was one of the only things that they wanted to keep after the temple was destroyed so that the light would keep on going and they could rebuild after that, but, you know, kind of build around the light. There's a lot of different kind of ways that people okay. have told it, but that's the way I understand it. That's the way it was told to me. And so the miracle was that the oil was not supposed to last for eight days, but it did. Lasted for eight days, and so we have the eight days. Eight days, of Hanukkah. and okay. then you know uh, Judah Maccabee came back up and kicked some serious ass afterwards. I'm Judah, sorry? Judah Maccabee, the uh, Judah Maccabee. He was the uh, the Jewish warrior. Okay, uh, he was of the, the holiday. He and was he the came, man. Yep, came back and um, Hansberg, had victory. You're not like you know. That's, that's cool. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had one. <laughs> Thousands of years oh, yeah. ago, <laughs> still waiting for the next one. I guess <laughs> I don't know. One. Yeah. So eight days, <clears throat> and um, you got to get a picture of this Hansberry for the website. You, oh, yeah. you actually, we this is, this is the first night. This is right. I think this is extremely apropos that we uh, are having this conversation. This is awesome. This is great. So this this is this a this is a menorah. I, I know what I know what it is. I know right. what it is. But uh, is this from your your home? Yeah. This is, or is um, this like a travel menorah. Because <laughs> I said this is my pocket menorah. <laughs> All right, go around uh, so I can set up. Uh, so there's also there's so many confusing things when I was like going to temple. Like there, in the synagogue, there's there's also a menorah, but it only has a place for seven candles. Okay. Uh, because it's for each day of the week. Okay. Uh, and then there's the one 
uh, shamash. This is called the shamash. So you light the other candles with this one. We'll, sh we'll get into one, it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight, eight, and this one's nine. Right. So you light this one first, and then you light the candles that represent the days with it. So so on the first night, there's actually two candles. There's the one you light first, All right. and then you take this one and, and you light that. Do, do they do they stay lit or do you? You let them burn down all the way. Let them burn down all the way. You gotta down. let them burn out, like to blow them out before they're. That's that's a shanda. That's a what? A shanda. That's a shanda. A shanda. It's it's just like shanda. You should, should not do it. it yeah. Don't do it. What happens if you do? Um, what happens? What if it, oh, somebody might, sneezes? You might get some wax on your. What if somebody self? sneezes and accidentally blows it out? <laughs> it's, I don't know. Maybe it's bad luck. I I don't know. I, so you let I was told down. not to do it. Not to do it. You let it. So my mom down. said. So. Uh, oh, so, so this it, one. So this is theory, mine. Can we light these? Oh yeah, we should light them right now. We're gonna light them. We'll say the we'll say the prayer over the lights. We will. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we can't. Oh, yeah, you should. You should do we it. Well, we can. You should. We can. You should. You should light the uh, the first candle. Move the whiskey. <laughs> this is a solemn, solemn moment. <laughs> this menorah brought to you by Pritchard's Tennessee whiskey. No. The only way to get through eight days with your family. <laughs> um. I, 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 please let me try to you know, maintain some dignity <laughs> in this. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh. All right. Okay. It's either going to be the best or the worst podcast yeah. ever. All right, so All right, we're going to so light the the shamash here. That's the shamus. 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 Mm -hmm. that, that sounds like Seamus, which is like a slang for uh, private detective. Oh, really? Really? Seamus, yeah. Like uh, Seamus, uh, it's like an Irish name, right? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so here we nothing go. to do with what's going on here, All but right. okay. All right, so as we light the first candle, I will say the prayer. All right. All right. Do I have to re recite it after you? Or, no, or, you don't. Okay. You can just listen. Baruch ata Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher kedishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu lehadlik ner shel Hanukkah. And what that is, is, uh, see if I can remember the, <laughs> blessed art thou, Lord our God, ruler of the universe, who has uh, given us the commandments and commanded us to light the lights of Hanukkah. And that's it. That's pretty cool. All right, so we're going to keep that lit during the podcast. Yeah. I, there's one other on the first night of Hanukkah. There's there's two other prayers, and here's how reform I am. I have to. I don't know this. I can't remember what the second one was. There's a. Um, uh, we didn't. We didn't get. We didn't. Right? Get, we didn't get the good Jew. We, we, <laughs> we got the irresponsible. But Jew I remember the, 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 in true reform uh, fashion. As you're, I'm, you're going to get so many people probably calling in. Um, but in the the one that you're supposed to say on the first night of Hanukkah is uh -huh. one of my favorite, actually my favorite prayers. Um, and I think it was because when I went to Jewish summer camp, they always had a, a song that they would sing it as. You went to Jewish summer camp? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the, I mean, I, I know there's some, specifically a Jewish summer camp. Yeah. It's, it's like in, I used to see in the movies. It's in Zionsville, Indiana. Zionsville, Indiana. Boy. <laughs> Shit you not. That, 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 <laughs> Goldman Union Camp Institute, we would call it Gucci. Gucci. Gold, okay. Yeah, G-U-C-I. Wow. What would you do at Jewish uh, summer camp? What was, how long was it? Was it all summer? It depended. If you, when, you went, when I went as a camper, it was for a month, uh, just about a full month. And then I went back. Uh, I went for three years as a camper, and then I went back and worked on staff. And for the staff, I was gone for the whole summer. This is all, like, through high school, uh -huh. growing up. So, Yeah. 
Now you know we've been friends for a long time, so obviously I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna, I know. I'm I've take never my shots. I can't help it it's because the comedian in me has to ask questions like, "Are, are the Jewish people big campers?" <laughs> They do it right. <laughs> they do it right. Or did they invent? Or did they invent glamping? Glamping <laughs> probably did. Probably did. I'm sure there was that wife who was well, I'm like. I'm actually kind of jealous because I, I <laughs> the most the most I ever did was go to vacation Bible school, which was like a week. Is and, it like an overnight thing? Uh, vacation, no, vacation Bible school. You would go to the church every day for uh, Monday through Friday. And uh, um, you know, learn about the Bible, and then do arts and crafts types like, of uh, projects. Uh, play some games, and then come back with a with a uh, cigar box covered in macaroni shells that was some sort of project that you that you made, for, you know, jewelry box made out of you know old stogies, uh, and you take that back, and and then and then that's you're good, you know. So it was basically a. a- a way for like parents to get daycare for their kids. Right. For, for like a, week. a week. Sure. Before we forget, I'm going to share the prayer with you because I really like it. And I okay. actually like the sentiment of it too. All right. I think so. So, but when we should, we should do this one on the first night of Hanukkah too. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolon shehekianu vikimanu vihigianu lazman hazeh. And that is, they all start out the same. I was going to say, Blessed art thou, the, Lord our God, the first one. ruler of the universe or God sovereign of all um, uh, for giving us life, uh, blessed are you for giving us life, for sustaining us, and for enabling us to reach this season. All right, let me ask you a serious question, so, just for a second. Yeah. Why? Why is that one a favorite? Why is that important to you? What do What do you get out of that? Um, really, I, it does come back to when I went to to camp, and uh-huh. there was uh, they'd always have um, like at at dinner, uh, you would finish dinner, and then they'd have like. Uh, Two cantors. Cantors are the guitar players, usually uh, in a temple, who would s- s- be the the musical part of the service. Right. So at camp, there was always two people playing guitar, and this song to me it was it really it was just beautiful. Actually, the way it was done, I can I remember the melody to this day. But then, you know, it's also the sentiment of it. It's like, hey, thanks for it's giving yeah, thanks for no, life and just for. Being able to make it to this next season, and it's nothing, you know, it's nothing that's that's too, you know. I think it's a, I think it's a lovely sentiment. Yeah, I do. So, so those those were the two things that kind of. And I'm digging the candle. I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of. I, I like the, the, the ambiance that it's setting. I I feel. Hang on a second. That's it. What? Uh oh. It's dim. This is where's the lighter? Here. Okay. This is a uh, this is a Glade clean linen <laughs> made with essential oils candle. It's uh, it's 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 very, it's, it's very fragrant. It's, uh, um, um, and is this um, is, what kind of what kind of uh, Christmas? Uh, what's the what's the meaning in this candle for Christmas? Um, this one this one is supposed to actually just eliminate the smoke <laughs> from 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 cigarettes and and whatnot. There, I don't want to put it too close to the equipment, but there, there, you got your candle and I, yeah, and I got mine, and yet I feel empty inside when I light mine. <laughs> I feel I feel like em- nothing. This one is full. Uh, this this menorah is full. It's, of, it's full of history. And, it's full of and guilt. 
And <laughs> okay, okay, you're 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 saying some key words here that that just bring it on me. I we don't why have why why well, that's kind of a stereotype, a cliche with the Jewish people. Why so much guilt? Um, Johnny, why so much guilt? Why? I don't know, but it's usually my fault. <laughs> This is what I've come to learn. What? I did, it's uh, where, where does that come Catholics from? Catholics and Jews, we get the guilt, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Catholic know where that guilt, comes from. Jewish guilt, but I hear more Jewish guilt than you know, because the Catholics they go to confession, you know, a couple like of Hail Marys, clean slate, they're done. Maybe it's that the, thing the, where the, like we're, the, the Jewish people seem to carry it. We're the chosen people, right? We're the cho- we're the chosen people. And and I guess maybe the the whole. Why are you yelling at me? That's it's your religion. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give you that label. You gave yourselves that label. I I think most people would argue that something gave us the label of being the chosen people. But I think maybe with the chosen people, along comes with like, we don't want to come across as too pious, so we're just gonna have a lot of guilt and make ourselves feel bad. Like, oh, it's you wouldn't want to be one of the chosen people. It's awful. It's horrible. Such a responsibility. So many things. So the many chosen things. people. You Look know? at this list. You wouldn't want to be that. Look at this list. Oh. Have you ever have you ever seen such a list? <laughs> so you got to swipe blood over a doorway. You got to light eight candles and watch them burn. I don't Every know. day, don't you know? let them burn out. Somebody blows it out by mistake. Right. You gotta, uh. I don't know. So, <laughs> what's your earliest memory uh, of Hanukkah? Ah, uh, my earliest memory of Hanukkah. Let's see. Have to be seven, probably seventy-seven. How old are you? I'm forty-five, so I was five. You were five years old. I was five. Right. I think that's knew, the one I can. You knew what was happening, and you kind yeah. of understood, right? The holiday. Yeah. Right. Um, at that time, I'm I'm living in Columbus. Um, five years old. I had just started at uh, Greensview Elementary School, and. Uh, my brother's four years older than I am, so he would have been nine. It's just my mom, my brother, and I living in an apartment uh, in Columbus. And uh, and I remember it because it was Hanukkah and Christmas. My first memory of Hanukkah that I can really wrap my head around, my mom has since told me, too, and, you because know, I, 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 there came a time where I was like, Mom, did we do Christmas also? Um because my dad wasn't Jewish, but he really wasn't anything. He was kind of agnostic, I guess. Okay. And uh, when my parents got together, my mom said, well, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my boys Jewish because my mom comes from a Jewish family. And my dad right. was like, yeah, fine. His, his mom was a Jehovah's Witness, so I think he just wanted nothing, you know. <laughs> not, nothing or Judaism, yeah. I guess, was fine. Yeah. One of those two. So um, so I think my— Anything that keeps me from knocking <laughs> on doors, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with. Um, but my mom— We'll, we'll say she didn't want my brother and I to feel bad about everybody else having a Christmas tree and having some. I, I don't understand why she did it. What's the guilt? Right? The that guilt. was guilt for her. The guilt. Yeah, she was feeling it, and so she had one of the most commercialized a, holidays uh, ever. Is is just bombarding her children on a on a yearly basis, and now they're of an age where they're starting to ask questions. Exactly. Okay. So that's that's actually my earliest earliest memory. Um, but she lit the candles and she oh yeah no the we did it we, you, and, and we, we had a we had a had the eight gifts uh, we never did the and that's why I said we never did the eight gifts and part of that was because 
my mom couldn't afford it. Right, right. Oh man. So yeah. two kids. I mean, you, so yeah, your your mom was a single mom. At, yeah. Eventually, at some point, so was mine. Yeah. Back in the seventies. Back in the seventies, man. Which was just a, a, she couldn't get a credit card because she wasn't married. A brutal time. It was to, crazy. To be a single mom. When I think back on on what our we've talked, yeah, we talked about what, this. What they went through as single moms back in the seventies, you know, to provide keep a roof over the head, clothes on the children, and then around the holidays. Uh, I don't know how she did it. Me either. My mother had a, uh, uh, this isn't my earliest memory, but I, this is when we were uh, in Steubenville, Ohio. She had a, uh, a Christmas club, and she put five, the, the bank would have a Christmas club where you oh, would put okay. $5, you take $5 out of your paycheck okay. and you put it in the Christmas club. And you'd put it in, a, it was a savings account that the bank would have. And then you didn't touch it until Christmas time. Then over the course, you know, of the year, you start at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and at the end of the year, five bucks a week, she'd get paid every week, you know, five bucks a week, she'd have a little bit of of, of money put aside uh, for Christmas presents. And it, I, I say $5, it could have been 10, it's, it's whatever you wanted, but I think the minimum was five mm-hmm. on any given week. And if she could put 10 in, you know, she would, but uh, the minimum was like five bucks in this Christmas club. And then she would use that money to try to, you know, cover Christmas because there wasn't any, any extra money. It yeah. Was, it was I tough. Don't, I don't know how she did it uh, I, to this day. I mean, I understand, but I don't know how she did it. You know, two boys, a single mom. Now that's when we were, that's when she was a single mom in Steubenville. How my earliest memories of Christmas, it's like, it's weird for me because um, uh, I, I I was sick as a child. Um, I, I took ill when I was five and a half, six years of age. I was in Children's Hospital in, in Chicago. We, we lived in Dalton, Illinois. And I was, uh, well, I almost died, to be perfectly honest with you. I had uh, a double pneumonia and, and a right collapsed lung. I remember, and 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 I remember at Christmas time. I, I do have that that memory, at Christmas time of being uh, in the hospital during oh. one, of the, one of those times, and I was uh, I was they had me in an, in an oxygen tent. I mean, I, uh, it was you were was, like Travolta, boy in the bubble. I, I was like thing. boy in the bubble. I was I literally, according to what my mother tells me, I was dying. It was like there's there's nothing, you know. This is. You know, I was born in 1959, so six years in 1965. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were doing everything that they could. Uh, obviously, I survived. Thank goodness. Yeah. But uh, but those are some of my early memories. Remember seeing the Children's Hospital uh, uh, decorated and, and, and uh, you know, Christmas cartoons on, on whatever uh, TV was in the, in the main room of the, uh, the Children's Hospital. But... Um, Wow, what a memory! I, I, I don't, I don't remember. I, I, this is going to sound so sad. I don't mean it to sound sad, but this is what happens when we do these podcasts. I don't remember ever going to see Santa mm, and, mm-hmm. and and sit on his lap and and tell him what I want for Christmas. I mean, there's like a almost like a black hole there that I, I don't. I remember being sick. And then I kind of remember all of a sudden being better. And at that point, once I got better, we we moved. We, you know, we, we moved to Greece, which was a whole another part of Christmas that was entirely different and 
and, and, yeah. and weird. But in Chicago, I do remember that my mother worked at uh, Tobacco Land at Sears. She worked at Tobacco Land. It was like a, she had a part-time job, a seasonal job. She worked at Tobacco Land in Sears. That's right. Tobacco Land. <laughs> Sounds magical. It was. Back when, back when smoking was was good. And Cure that popular. cough. Yes. And, and good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember she worked in Tobacco Land, and we'd go see her. You know, when we you know, go into the store, and she'd right be there. And I remember, I remember those Santa displays, the marketing for. You know, um, uh, there was a, a brand of cigarettes. I think, in fact, I think I got. Uh, yeah, there it is back there. There was a. It's, it's a guy, but I remember there was a big, a big cutout of of Santa, and it was Terrington cigarettes. And their slogan was, "I'd rather fight than switch." <laughs> Right, that was the slogan, okay. and it'd always be the you know guy with the black eye, uh, you know, fighting yeah, yeah, for, his, yeah. for his cigarettes. And there was a big cutout of a Santa smoking a Terryton. Even the, even yeah, even black Santa, eye. Even Santa would rather fight than switch. <laughs> and that's that's my memory of Santa. Explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know Santa. Say what you want. He's brand loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all that stuff, though. I, I loved going downtown to Lazarus and seeing all of the Christmas displays. And and uh, my dad would take us down and get us pictures with Santa, my brother and I. Um, I got no pictures with Santa. Yeah, I got one. Uh, yeah, well, it makes me want to dig it out. I, but all the whole, I would get wrapped up into it as a kid. I just loved it. And <clears throat> it's kind of just kind of part of the season, you and, know. And, and I don't know if, if, if because when I, if, if I, by being sick, I, I became a, a somewhat cynical six or seven year old. But I do vaguely remember um, a cardboard fireplace that you could set up <laughs> where there should have been a fireplace in your home. You know, it was you know it had the etchings and so forth, and and to have a place where you could hang stockings on it. Yeah, and like, and like you know, I remember kind of remember my mother or my father. I don't remember saying you know, and and then Santa's going to come down the chimney and, and and bring presents, and I'm looking at this cardboard <laughs> cutout of a fireplace at seven years of age, going, my ass, she ain't coming. He ain't, ain't no way anybody's coming down this. If, if Santa's coming, he's coming through the front door. <laughs> because he's not coming down this thing, because that's ridiculous. There's no way. It's it's theoretically impossible. <laughs> I like in Judaism, it makes me think of, uh, oh, shit, during Passover, you open the door. Um, you're supposed to open the door during Passover. And you, have, you always have a, a cup of wine on the table. For Hanukkah, Harry? <laughs> this is Passover. Oh, Passover. <laughs> this oh, is Passover. Oh, Passover. It doesn't even, it's not even during the same time. But okay, like, I'm yeah. trying to think of figures who would come into your house oh. and, and you wouldn't be aware of it. There's like, there is one and it's during Passover and uh, it's, it's the, the ghost of uh, the angel who would pass over oh. the house. So you're supposed to open the door. What? what? And and you leave the you leave a cup of wine and as as a kid you know you'd see the cup of wine and then at some point there's a, you know sleight of hand by the adults and one of the adults drinks the wine and then they set it down they're like oh the, the, angel. Oh, the angel was here he drank the wine he came over to you know, came to the house he's come through and he passed over and he drank the wine this is the symbol like showing that he was there 
I don't know how that even relates, but I, no, like I mean the, everybody's so nothing during would, Hanukkah though for some Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah, there is now now there's Hanukkah Harry. Now there's Hanukkah yeah, Harry. So sure. when did when did Hanukkah Harry? Because all right, I'm not I think crazy. It, I think it was an SNL sketch that probably made Hanukkah Harry the most popular. <laughs> but there was, I mean, they they were, they, they came up. You you, you kind of came up with your own guy. Yeah, I don't know how many people really. Actually, have that as part of their tradition. Maybe more so now. I don't know. We don't really do that. You want to have Hanukkah Harry come to your mm-hmm. their house no. over the course of I don't, Hanukkah? I don't think and, so. And bring one of those eight gifts. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> How sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no Hanukkah Harry. Yeah. You wouldn't go wait in line. At the department <laughs> store to go see Hanukkah to... Harry. I don't know what he would say to the little <laughs> Jewish kids. You know, come here and let me tell you a story, kid. Oh, it's been a rough year. Oh. Come here, kid. Wait, don't sit on my lap. These trousers are freshly pressed. <laughs> You're gonna wrinkle my suit. Just stand there and tell me what you want. You're not going to get it, but, you know, go ahead. Give it your best shot. It's good to dream. If you got it, you wouldn't be racked with some kind of guilt later on in your life. So those things. Speaking of, oh, the other thing I loved about uh, the, the, the whole Christmas season and Hanukkah season was getting, for us, it was getting the JCPenney catalog. Oh. The JCPenney catalog. So we got the Sears catalog. You got the Sears. It was so JCPenney here. Oh. That, okay. that we would, oh, my brother and I would wait for that thing to come out and we would go right to the toy section in that catalog and we'd start circling stuff and everything that we wanted, you know. That's interesting. Do yeah. you, you think that the 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 Jewish kids got the J.C. Penny catalog and Gentiles got the Sears? What are you saying? Because Penny's in the name? No, I find it even more interesting that J.C.'s in the name. <laughs> That's what I find a little <laughs> peculiar. This podcast is making one discovery at a time, my friend. Revelations, you, revelations. Yeah, oh. going through the catalog. <laughs> Going, Jesus Christ, Penny's having a great sale. <laughs> I always thought it was Jews come to Penny's. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, but I loved it when that thing came in. That was like that. What would I, you circle? Toys. Oh, toy, yeah, right it was, it was toys. Yeah, it was all toys. Yeah, right for the toys, man. That section was always the best, and they have the pictures of like the Millennium Falcon. With all the Kenner Star Wars action figures, you know, and the Darth Vader see, I toy to case. See, this is where and, our age difference shows oh, up a little bit. Well, more. 77, so like five years old, 77, that's when Star Wars came out. I remember that uh-huh. was the first movie I remember seeing in a movie theater. Like the first real movie, not like a cartoon Disney movie. And I was blown away by it. And then I just had to have all the toys and uh, never. I it wasn't, I think I was, I was 10, and my mom bought. Uh, my brother and I, we had to share it, but he, she bought us the Millennium Falcon, oh, wow. and that was like that was that's huge, that's big. That was that, that was, was a big toy. I think. I it, mean, that was. I mean, actually, it was a. It large, was physically yes, physically, it was physically big. a large toy. And it's all gone downhill since then. I the the, the gifts just haven't really matched up to that Millennium yeah, Falcon. I, I bet not. I so bet not that you know, sh- shit. If you had that intact right now, it'd be worse. <laughs> actually yeah, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be in mint condition. Oh, we no, but my brother and I didn't. We we no, we played with the toys. We tore did. the shit out of you those things. You didn't leave them in the package. You, no, you ripped them out of the package and you played with the damn yeah. things. Yeah. Oh yeah. My brother, I gave it uh, years ago when my brother had his kid, and I still had that Millennium Falcon, and uh, so I took it back over to my brother's and gave it to my nephew. 
I don't remember going through the Sears catalog and looking at toys, but there was kind of an urban uh, legend about the Sears catalog. And I remember as kids going through it, there's a there's 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 the urban legend that there's an underwear model, a guy in the Sears catalog. You ever heard this? You never Mm-mm. heard this? Mm-mm. There's a there the, the, in the in the underwear section of the Sears catalog. There's a guy, a male model, you know, proudly displaying the underwear right and uh a little bit of a schmeckle is 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 hanging out in the picture and that was like the big the big deal you know to find out that this this male model probably you know you know modeling some fruit of the looms and a little bit of the fruit is is hanging out there and that'd be like ah you enough know? to tell whether he was jewish or not <laughs> good question. Okay. Yeah, right. good question. Well, did you have any traditions like uh, uh, later on other than being in the hospital? Um um you know just uh, I I know that uh, it it seems like my memories of of Christmas are 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 simple ones and I probably have more recollections of how Christmas was on the island um when i was nine years old we we moved from uh the suburb of chicago dalton and uh uh i was totally lied to by the way i thought we were going on a summer vacation to greece you know but i should have they didn't tell you you were moving there i should have picked up on the fact that well why are we taking all our furniture (laughs) 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 because we literally uh we, we 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 went to new york and we boarded a, a ship, uh, the Queen Anna Maria, and we had a 12-day uh, cruise from New York to Athens. Wow. And then from Athens, a smaller boat to the island of, uh, of Icaria, Icaria, and hello, you're home. And we got there in the summer, and I remember that first Christmas on the island, way simpler then i mean you, you take all the you talk about taking and ripping all the commercialism mm. out of christmas that was a, a much simpler thing there um not a lot of gifts you know how we just have a tendency even back in the in the 60s you would just you know it was oh, all about yeah. getting the latest gift or the the greatest toy not so much on the island it was smaller things almost necessities were, were sometimes gifts and um that was my first experience with with caroling. Uh, they would they would do caroling, but they would be Greek Christmas carols, and go from house to house hmm. and sing what they call the kalenda, the carols. And you go from house to house and you sing these songs, and people would open up their doors, and you come into their homes, and there'd be food and drink. Oh, see, I like and, that. And, and That's these nice. Were the gifts. And, and and if and if there was a toy or something, it was something very small, but but uh, significant in the fact that. You got something that you normally didn't get over the course of the, mm-hmm. the regular year, and uh, I remember my mother trying so hard to keep a little bit of American Christmas in there, mm-hmm. and, and trying to find and buy, you know, a, a book or a toy or something extra that would, you know, because I was, I was, I was, uh, I was miserable. I mean, I'm going from a suburb in Chicago 
at nine years of age. To the island to of an island of Greece, where if you have electricity in your home, ooh, you're feeling good. You're, you're fancy. And, you know, I was a television you know, kid, and the TV that mm-hmm. was there would come on for like four hours a day, and that was it. You know, it was it was like, and and it was all uh, reruns of, of of shows, old shows from the fifties and early sixties in America that were also dubbed over in Greek. So I'm watching, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm watching episodes of Gunsmoke and, and Bonanza, yeah. Uh, with Greek dub, with yeah, dub dubbed in Greek, <laughs> and, and learning the language. <laughs> but well, but uh, yeah, they say but, that's the best way to learn is watching TV, right? That's but those the, are my memories of Christmas. I really did not uh, actually get back into Christmas until I moved back to Ohio, Steubenville, Ohio, and live with my grandparents. Well, now, see, that's interesting because I feel like that ties into what I was saying about the the. The traditions in different places and the commercialism of it and you know talking about getting eight gifts you know one each night and uh-huh. like that that's very much a it's a western kind of thing you know that that that's a western culture kind of thing so how do you balance it out now i mean you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you celebrate both in your house right now you 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 maintain your tradition and uh, but your your daughter is not Jewish, so you have Christmas, right? And if I go to your house right now, there's a there's a tree up. There is a tree up. We went out and uh, got our tree from a tree farm a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's nice. decorated. It's up. I, I have my couple of. You know, you're the minority now, <laughs> as far as that. Fate. Having a have, oh, having, having a live a, tree. Having a I've live already tree. been the minority, but I'm a, I'm even more so now. <laughs> All right, easy. Go easy with the guilt. <laughs> it's me you're talking to. Trust me, yeah, uh, but yeah, the fake trees now are. Uh, we had uh, one outweigh the real trees. No, we had one, popular. but Jennifer, Jennifer, and, and both Jennifer and Ava wanted a real tree. They won't. So no, we, that's great. Yeah. I think it's. Great. I love it. I, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but if you go there tonight, you'll see. Uh, maybe the candles are still burning. I lit them with Ava before uh, before I left to come over here. Brought my uh, my travel menorah over here. The but uh, yeah, so there's a Christmas tree, the and then there's for the, for the Jew on the go <laughs> during Hanukkah. You might have something there. Uh, yeah, so both uh, we have both things going on at the same time, and you know it's 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 fairly easy to balance, except for when that crazy lunar Jewish calendar comes along, and and they're both around the same time. But which they're they're kind of close this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll be fairly close, right? So we'll wrap up on the twentieth, and yeah. Go right into starting all of the the Christmas joy with all the family and everything. But so you got a little bit of separation yeah. where you can actually yeah. take some time to enjoy your holiday and then, you know, bounce back and, and, and be ready for them as well. There's a tradition that uh, and I don't do it because maybe you'll understand like once I explain what it is, but often um, a lot of people have a tradition or there's a tradition of looking at the candles you should just take 30 minutes to just look at the candles and do nothing else um and i think that's kind of a neat thing and i don't do it you uh, should really should because it i feel like that's uh you should a time for reflection a little bit of meditation you, you know, know i know we're making a lot of jokes as we go through this podcast but i remember talking to uh my priest in steubenville and he asked me, do you go to church on a regular basis? And I said, no, Father, I don't. I said, but what I do from time to time is I'll find myself, uh, this is when I was a, a comic on, on the road, uh, I'll find myself 
whether I'm at home or on the road, sometimes I'll just go into a church and I'll sit and I'll sit there quietly for 20, 30 minutes, whatever the case might be, and and just kind of reflect and think. And he goes, and he goes, and you, and you specifically seek out a church. I said, yeah. He goes, that, my friend. He goes, is probably the most sincerest form of prayer there is. So there you go. I would describe to that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I usually do it for a little bit, you know, not for like a half hour, but I usually just try to take, at some point through one of the eight nights, try to take a little bit of time and just sit there and try not to think about anything else. And. No, so I think that's good, man. I think that's to to be quiet in your own head should probably do it more than once once a year yeah i think i think (laughs) think we probably should i think we'd be better human beings for it in the long run as we as we go into 2018 maybe we should make a note you know spend a little more time within ourselves and maybe we'll uh figure things out maybe or not Are you enjoying this? I'm yeah. Enjoying it much better than Moke and David, I'll uh, tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Pritchard's Tennessee whiskey. Uh, now, this is wonderful. I told you as soon as you opened it, this, this, I could smell it and I could smell that vanilla. Yeah. There's a whole lot yeah. going on in there. It's, it's really nice. It's nice. It has a tasty smell to it, if it's that's good such stuff. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely, uh, on, on Whiskey Business, recommend the, the Benjamin Pritchard's Tennessee whiskey if you want to check it out. And it's, uh, well, yeah. Once it gets uh, once it gets all mellowed out, it's eighty proof, so it's not gonna it's not gonna cause too much damage. We've had, as as you know, on whiskey business, we've had whiskeys with that have been up there. You just had one, though. Oh, the, yeah, the we stag. had the stag. We yeah. had stag junior and and Hansberry here. I think staggered out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember anything painful? About the holidays growing up as well, a kid? Yeah, I mean, I think the constant pain for my brother and I would be just the back and forth between mom's house and dad's for Christmas. And I think as a kid, I always I uh, probably wore my heart on my sleeve. I was, I was maybe a bit of a, I say, emotional kid, but it wasn't like I was, you know, in tears all the time. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I felt... I was big on the feelings, you know. You, so you I'd always pick, you could pick up on on what your mom was going yeah, through. Yeah, and, and also then I'd feel bad about my dad, you know, like uh, to to not spend the holidays with him, and if that would happen, see, and, and see, I, that's so I think that's like you know that that was that was probably the biggest kind of the pains of of the holidays was like I just felt bad for my mom because my father chose to stay in Greece, and he said when my mother sent me back to the states and then came two years later with my sister my father's like you know okay done here so i didn't have any remorse for my father but my mother i felt bad for i i i i don't know i I picked up on her struggle early and uh probably one of the most painful memories of christmas with with my mother was i remember uh uh, broke my heart. I want to. I want to get uh, teary just thinking about it because every time I do, it just. I remember one Christmas. Um, she she did everything she could to get us whatever 
small amount of presence we had, but she was in tears on Christmas Day because she ran out of money and did not have enough money to buy wrapping paper to wrap the presents. And the the look on her face at that time was just like this. I could see what she considered to be a failure mm. because part of the joy of Christmas is, you know, tearing into a package and and and, and, yeah. and, and wrapping, taking the paper off and seeing what you got. And she felt like she had failed by not having that. And she goes, this, you know, I, I, I she goes, I, I ruined Christmas. Like, oh. And and I remember, like, at that point, I remember stepping up, you know, uh, even as a, as a young kid and saying, Ma, no. I said, Ma, they're still, you know, look, they're, 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 they're in boxes. I don't know what's in here. It's it's all good. It's it's fine. You know, I was doing everything in my power to 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 make her feel okay with with what it was. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this box and I'm gonna love what's in here, despite despite the fact. And then I was then then even then I was making jokes. And you don't have to clean up afterwards. There's nothing that's good. You know, I, I, if I would have known to say it back then, when when you know we weren't environmentally conscious back in the seventies, you're going green before anybody else is what I would have said. Yeah. yeah but uh, uh, but yeah, I just remember that just that broke my and seeing heart it like, and seeing her yeah. to think that this woman who worked so hard, you know, Monday through Friday, and and did whatever she could to think that she thought she had you know, ruined Christmas, not completed. Oh. Christmas just killed me. Mm. Yeah, to to this day I remember that, and um, I actually brought that up to her one time, and she lied. She 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 uh, she, uh, she. I don't remember that. I, don't, I was gonna. I, was, I don't remember that. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. D- d- does your mom do that? Does she push aside some of the pain? I'm like, no, I don't. Honey, I don't remember that. Yeah. And like, I'm like, okay. You, yeah. You don't want to remember that. But I feel like you know. And you said it before. I mean, we have uh, mother figures of similar circumstances, mm-hmm. and I think probably one of the big things is they're they're out to protect us, right? Still, so, and and I don't think that ever leaves. You know, you have a daughter too. Yes. And what we wouldn't do to to shield our children from hurt still. and pain and and uh, forever. She probably still to this day would yeah. you know, would would say that no yeah. no it was so long ago now she's hoping that she I guess, I think it I think in her mind she's hoping that she's wishing that I would forget it yeah but mm. do you feel do you feel like because of that you have uh, does that affect or have play into what you do during Christmas for others that uh has that no it uh, I don't think it you know not, not so much that what it does is always instills in my you know through the years as we get frustrated with our with our parents and and <laughs> angry with our with our parents i think that always serves as a reminder mm. of you know what she did and what 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 she would continue to do i mean you know for her kids you know no matter what so yeah she's she's a she's a good woman She's a good woman. I was yeah. glad I had a chance to meet her. 
recently. Yeah, you so did. You got to meet her recently. Yeah, she liked you. She's a gem. Yeah, she liked you. Not a good judge of character. <laughs> hey, hey, she's a good woman. She has, she has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That was a, who the your friend, jo, the John John. Yeah, you know, uh, I she, she actually said the 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 nice Jewish boy. <laughs> hey, I gotta get it from somewhere. It's nice. It's the, <laughs> the nice. He was so nice. Yes, mom. Yes. <laughs> He's one of my nice Jewish friends. Yeah, as a, as, a, as opposed to the other Just, other pricks. Yeah, that, uh, the, the prick yeah, Jewish yeah, friends yeah, that you got. Yeah. Yeah, screw them. <laughs> well, this has been um, it's been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really uh, dig that you that you asked me to come and do this. this yeah, is nice. it's, it's as nice. As we watch we the get, candles burn down. Yeah, they are. They are yeah. burned down, and we'll probably stick around and, and make sure that they they burn down to their. To their core mm-hmm. before it's all said and done. I don't want to mess with that. I really don't. And this was uh, this was the first menorah that we ever had. Oh, that's pretty uh, awesome in our family. So this is you know, we've held on to this one for forty some years. I think my mom had it before then. I don't know where she got it from, but uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have any other traditions that you that you, that you follow that uh, are just John Osbeck traditions? Um, you know, as far as the the holiday goes. Something you do just for you. It's like for me, I have to uh, uh, watch. I know it's a little bit of a cliche, but when I got divorced, you know, I I used to just wrap my presents on Christmas Eve and watch It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, And that was like a tradition for me. I don't do that now, but I still make sure that every year I, by myself, I watch It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen that movie I don't know how many times, but... Man, do I identify with George Bailey on a, on a so hard basis at times, and and I get emotional at the same parts when when he sees his brother walking in at the end, you know, and after after what he saw, if he had never been born, I was like, I'm not gonna cry, not gonna cry. God damn I'm it, I'm gonna cry. Waterworks, there they go. I tear up at the same time. Well, I think for me, it's a, a lot of the traditions that I have uh, are now. In celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah, uh-huh. uh, and I think those traditions actually come uh, with Jennifer and Ava, and it's like, th- yeah, Jennifer and I have this tradition of wrapping presents for Ava. Still, usually, most times it's on Christmas Eve after we get back from her uncle's house. She, her uncle always has this beautiful party on Christmas Eve, and we drive out to Springfield and we spend that night there, and then we drive back home, and uh, Jennifer and I stay up late and watch. Uh, we now we usually watch uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For but, some uh, people, it's but, a wonderful. But life. But it's funny. We always wake up the next day and we always have cinnamon rolls and we watch. It's a wonderful it's life. A wonderful life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, a movie that was not released at Christmas time was released in the summer, and failed miserably. Oh. It only became popular when because the copyright ran out, and and they were able to show it on you know on on TV stations. Ad nauseum because they didn't have to pay any money for it because nobody nobody picked up the uh, well I'm glad the, it ran the, out the copyright and so it became this this holiday staple that people just started to watch over and over again and it became the classic that it is is today but yeah initially it was a flop hmm. when it first came out well.
There you go. Yeah, see that? <laughs> How about that, George? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to wrap things up. John Osbeck, thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, happy Hanukkah to you. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And happy Christmaka to the both of us. Well, <laughs> I'll take it. Right back at you, man. Oh, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, of course, the law offices of Saya and Pyatt. Uh, you can contact them at splaws.com or 888-OVI-Ohio.com, 614-444-3036. We want to wish them uh, a happy holiday as well and thank them for being our sponsors of whiskey business here in uh 2017 what have i got here hansberry well, yeah we'd like you to rate and review our podcast by all means on itunes am i reading the first one up here uh, yeah uh this is my favorite podcast to relax to and let my mind drift into various topics from dino and his guests to break the monotony of my busy days wow from killing Killing O O B Z, killing you're killing it. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's that's awesome. And uh, one, two, three, four, five stars, five stars. That's nice. That's nice. Thank you. We, yeah. Well, you know what? That's a Christmas present for us right there. Thank you very much, Killing. Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions are those of me, your host. Oh, yes, by all means, just me and my, my reluctant guests. <laughs> and are never meant to offend, though I think we may, <laughs> well, we may have crossed a couple of lines tonight, only to uh, inform and entertain hopefully you you got some laughs out of it tonight but hopefully you got some sentiment out of it as well because uh this is that time of the year where you need to to sit back and and yeah be thankful yeah think uh, about being good to others yeah i think that's good the nice others. thing about this take, whole take a good step towards the towards the right way as we uh go into the next year all right hansberry thank you for a magnificent uh podcast this time around and from the get-go, brother. Hey, we couldn't do it without you. You are a gift all of your own. What's that? It's like there's eight of me. <laughs> it's like, there, yeah, you're like, there's like eight of Oh, a Hanukkah reference. Yeah. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Wrap that up with a nice bow. All right. So until the next bottle, my friends, see you. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work, and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.